Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's time for seminal headlines featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, managing editor Ira Chofel, and senior writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, pistols and pies starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Hour number two, seminal headlines and headliner questions forthcoming. Good to be with you. Thanks for joining us. And thanks to Dr. Birch, Birch Orthodox. You know, I got to tell you guys, I, uh, I feel kind of bad. Dr. Birch gave me a call. On my cell phone, uh, sometime last week, I was in the middle of recording something, so I couldn't pick it up, and I saw that. I was like, oh, i got to call her back. Didn't leave a message. I never called her back. I have mm. no idea. Well, couldn't have been that pressing. Maybe she just wanted your over-under on the uh, she Florida, been yeah, the LSU, Florida, LSU, Florida State game. Yeah, the yeah. Florida State LSU game. She could have been betting. I don't know. But I, it's more likely that I screwed up somehow and missed an appointment. Missed an appointment. I might have missed an appointment. I don't know. She's got minions that can she make does. those calls. Yeah. She doesn't, I don't know. She needs to be calling. But you maybe get special attention because you are the Jeff Cameron. She might have said, that son of a... Yeah, I'm going to yeah. call him personally. I've got his number for when he screws up picks on the air. I do yeah. need... I need to... I, I feel the need, Corey. You you don't you wouldn't you haven't gone to the office. No, nope. you haven't spent time in there. Should you want I, me to we take you show? in the morning? You should want me to take no. you tomorrow morning? No. We, should we do a show from I, there? My mornings are pretty open. I'll take you. But I miss it. I miss it. Was like I going. It was like going to Cheers. I don't. Going I in. don't miss going to Birchworth. You never loved. You never loved it. I I love her and I love their practice and and thank goodness they exist because my kids' teeth need the needed the work. But uh, yeah, you know. You think it'd be weird if I just showed up in the lobby? Yeah, I think so. Without an appointment for a yeah. kid? If, no. you, if you, you just, just sat there and, there and saying, out. I really feel comfortable here, guys. Yeah. Just bring a magazine. Don't mind no, me. bro, do your Use work the there. Use the free internet. Yeah, Use we the, do your work there. <laughs> <laughs> just come in there and work. You used to sit. Where was it? You used to sit for like six hours. The, uh, Chick Fil A. <laughs> well, I've, I've, dude, I've, if if you've got wireless and you have a, a oh, restaurant in this town, I've spent time in your. Man, I used to crack up when when that was a big deal. Where like so few places actually had free wireless. You identified which oh, ones yeah. did because yeah. you had a lot of writing to do. And I don't blame you, but I would crack up because I'd see you and then you're like, I just spent four hours sitting in the lobby of what you recall. Good times. Good, good times. times. But if uh, you or anybody in your family need orthodontic care, the best in the business, the best in the world, the best in yeah, the universe. best in the world for sure. Uh, BirchOrthodox.com is the website. Dr. Heather Birch does incredible work. Her staff is awesome. It's all state-of-the-art, latest technology, and they will take care of you with payment plans. They're just great to work with, great customer service, and they have free consultations. So you have nothing to lose. Go in and see Dr. Birch. And she'll call you on your cell phone. And you might want to talk a little football with her. Yeah, She's not- yeah. You'll get a little extra time. Right. Uh, Joel has weighed in kindly, I might add, as he so frequently does. And uh, thank you again for your support, Joel. We really do appreciate it. Thanks, Joel. Uh, He writes, I'm loving what Michael Alford has done so far. I think we're in good hands. 
I would like to follow up, Joel, and ask you what specifically has he done that you're excited about? I'm not saying there's I think a it was to be probably excited. it was probably tail end of the conversation in the last hour when we were saying that they've made this commitment, and it's not all Michael Alford, but right, you know, that commitment was in place. But yeah, they're making this commitment to invest in support staff, whether it's scouting, whether mm-hmm. it's recruiting, whether it's support staff to help the coaching staff. I mean, they have Florida State has made a much bigger investment this off season than they had in years yeah. past. Yeah. Well, and listen, I will say this. I'm not disparaging uh, Michael Alford at all. Uh, I'll watch as everybody else does, and we'll evaluate as we go along. But I do think he's equipped and armed with the ability to do things that no previous AD uh, post-Dave Hart has been armed and equipped to do. Right. Uh, Dave Hart was the last real AD that we had. He's got the mandate, and yeah, and he, he, he should be able to do it. Plus, he's a fundraiser by nature. Yes. So the football facility God is... God almighty, fundraising has never been more important for this university than now. Mm. I didn't realize lying. that that project, though, the football facility, I, for some reason, I knew they were going to start at the end of the season, start building a break ground, start building it. I thought it might be ready by next season. It's 18 months. So mm. they'll, be building, they'll be building that facility from the end, right after the Florida game, through the, start, the summer of 2024. So mm. all in the 2023 season, when they're practicing, there's also going to be a construction project going on right next there to There you go. It's back to the roots. It's back to their roots, man. The the teams in the 90s when they were doing all the renovations right. at Doak, they, they, they had to practice with a lot of construction going on. You know, I was so proud of myself a moment ago, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, tell on myself. I printed out last week's questions, guys. Oh, jeez. I, oh, I didn't boy. get the chance to answer them, so I could just They're answer irrelevant them. Now. I can get my, yeah, my two I'm cents. I'm so disappointed. But I do have the ability to reference some questions here that live that are current. Right. Remember that time Corey and I had tried to ask questions? That was fun. But, I mean, you you were supposedly reading ahead, but you're reading ahead on last week's questions? Uh, I did a little okay. bit. A little right, bit. Well, I printed, them, I printed them with the best intentions, right. and I just printed the wrong group of questions. So okay. I, apologize. I think I was distracted by the celebration. So you're right. I said Corey's back from... Because that was the last week's show because I'd missed the week before. Yeah. Yeah. Did you post anything on Facebook so this time? That, yeah. So you went yeah. to that post. I did. I think I gotcha. did. Yeah, yeah no, you did. You did. Are you, oh, are you yeah. serious? I, I like that he did. doesn't know whether or not he did. No, I did. I don't know if I I only know I you did because I, it came up on my Facebook feed, and that's how I knew that I should go tweet. Oh, there the, you go. The prompt. Well, uh, you could just start with, go, get on Twitter. I, I've, I've decided to go to the Twitter route. That's oh, where you should have gone Great. from the first yeah. place. I hope they're talking about asking you questions about uh, Marius Mims. Well, <laughs> we could have really used Marius Mims, guys. That would have been big. That would have been big. Chris writes, I've heard it said that recruits need to see, quote, proof of concept before we start hauling in top five or top ten classes to get this thing going again. That seems like something that would be said by, say, Virginia Tech or NC State. You can either sell your vision or you can't. I'm concerned. Uh, I think it's both, Chris. I think it's both. I, I, if You might have the best vision of all time at, say, UMass. Um, mm. You probably couldn't sell that to too many people given what they've done on the field. You do have to show, I think, some semblance of growth when you've had four consecutive losing seasons to truly convince the upper crust that are being recruited by Georgia, Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State. I, I, I think he's done a good job of selling a vision to quite a few kids, frankly. Yeah. The fact they have top 15 classes with the record that they've had tells you he's capable of selling his vision. Yeah, but you I can only sell it to a point, right? That's yeah, that that's You my have point. to have some stuff to prove that you're – Turning it around, but I think the the argument people would make, like whoever the, made that question, Chris, I think the the argument some people would make, and I'm, I don't subscribe to it necessarily, but I understand where they're coming from, is that if if in 2020, if 
certain head coaches in the country had come into a Florida State because of who they are. Yes. And because of the resources that they could muster or marshal, that they would get higher caliber players right off the bat. They wouldn't have to prove a concept. They wouldn't have to sell a concept. They are who they are. Yeah. And that was, so that's, that's, that's where they're coming from. Whereas I just don't think that was realistic where Florida State was. They weren't going to be spending $8 million to hire a head well, coach. Well, that's the point, is that who was it you would have wanted instead that was that kind of ho pro, a high profile ho, a high profile that would have commanded um, and, and had the ability to lure those players uh, without proof of concept? Uh, you would have said Bob Stoops. Well, and some uh, of the names that you know, some of the, the some of the people that put their name out there for Florida State at the time were guys like Brian Miller. I mean, Brian Kelly. There were people like that that were had expressed some sort of interest, yeah. but then it becomes a question of, are you just going to get played if you... Yeah. If well, you, that's the problem. Yeah, right. Because is he really interested? Or Yeah, yeah. is he just trying to get a raise? Well, so, the other problem was, again, I mean, money. And you're, and you're coming <laughs> off of... Your, whoever it would be would be their third head coach in, th- in three or four years. I mean, there's just a lot... There were a lot of things going against them, but I understand where somebody like that's coming from is, hey, we're still Florida State. We should be able to go get marquee players. If we had a coach who could do that, we'd be in a different place right now. I'm not saying it's fair. I'm just saying I, I, I can see why some people would feel that way. Yeah, and I think it will be fascinating to see exactly what they're able to bring in after this season because I think they're going to have a winning season, and I think they're going to have some moments where they'll capture the attention of people that they haven't been able to reach. Uh, listen, we've said this before, too. It doesn't matter that I think that and that you think that and that a lot of the – the fan base is hopeful that that's going to happen. It better. Or he's a dead man walking. I'm going to continue to say this. He can't have a middling season and expect to be here two years from now. He won't get fired this year, but he might as well be. And and that's doom and gloom, but that's the reality. I think that is a reality. Well, the good news is they don't have to do anything out of the ordinary to have a seven or eight win season. I don't think that's beyond. We're not looking to them to play way above their heads to win seven games this season. That should happen, and if yeah. it doesn't, then there would be a reason to be concerned. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I am, uh, it is weird, though. I do think that the other half of that discussion is that they could be appreciably better and the record not be great. That's fair. Yeah, because the schedule's tougher. And they're going to be playing some great quarterbacks. And, like, if yeah. you lose by three to LSU and play well, it's not the end of the world. If you lose, I mean, you're an underdog, as we sit here today. If you lose some close games to teams that are favored to beat you, I mean, you really can get to four losses pretty easily, and then it just takes a stumble along the way to be seven and five, and you're in trouble. Yeah, they right. just they took such a leap though from 2020 to 2021. I know it doesn't feel like it because they only won two two more games, but they got they were they were awful in 2020 at the end of that year. I mean, they got blown out by everyone. They gave up 50 to everyone. Well, yeah. That, that's I know it's a weird season. It's, it's a, a really but weird it, But season. they were so bad in 2020. And in 2021, again, they were close to going 3-9. and nine. They won a lot of close games. They lost a lot of close games. They were so much more competitive. So if they take another yeah. similar leap, then eight wins should definitely be on the table. I've remedied the situation. I can go back over to Facebook now. So sweet, sweet. I'm going to volley. You're fixing, back, and back, back and forth. You're fixing problems that we didn't need solved. It's 7.40 a.m., clear skies, 69 degrees. Good day, gentlemen. This is from John. An off-season football question for the three of you. I think we'd all agree that quarterback is the most important position on the team. If so, then what is the second most important position on the team? He says, I can make good arguments for several positions positions such as wide receiver one left tackle uh, one could even make the case for rush end what say you and then he 
jokingly says at the end, I'll hang up and listen. This is a good question. It's hard to say, though, because it's just they are all of the other positions. There's nothing, anything comparable to right. quarterback. I mean, the quarterback yeah, has the ball in their hand every close. play. Um, and you can make a case that, yeah, it would be great to have a great left tackle, but if everything else stinks, then it doesn't really matter. Or if you have a great defensive end, that's great, but if everything else stinks, it doesn't matter. So I don't know if there's – whereas quarterback is one where that guy can make stuff happen. Yeah, if your quarterback sucks, you're not going to win. Right. And if you have a great quarterback, uh, you can beat anyone. You can solve a lot of problems. You can overcome a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy thinking about that Georgia defense that had five guys drafted in the first round, and their best player is the Jalen Carter kid who's not even draft eligible yet, and uh, Nolan Smith is going to be a first round. They're going to end up having like eight first-round picks off that defense. Bryce Young threw for over 400 yards and three touchdowns in that SEC Carved championship game. Yeah, yeah. That's what a great quarterback with great receivers can do. Now they it's they have Alabama. A great everything. Right, but that's the best. De- that might be the most talented defense there's ever been yeah. in college football, yeah. and they were at a loss to well, stop. This them. gets to your point about the need for this offense to take a huge step forward. The game's rules are yeah. geared in favor of the offense, and you can be an elite defense somewhere along the way. You're going to play a game in which you're going to have to outscore somebody. I know technically you have to outscore somebody every game, but you know what I mean. You're going to have to win a game 31-28. You're going to have to win a game 34-28, something like that. That's going to happen along the way. The rules are created that way. You're going to get an over-officious jerk on the back end that calls interference on everything, and the next thing you know you're in a shootout, right? You can't touch anybody. And so you've got to be proficient on that side of the ball. And that is the it, that's the big question mark. How big a step does Jordan Travis take this year? And we don't know. We don't know. I mean, that's why the offseason has been spent asking the question, was Mike Norvell right to put all of his eggs in that basket? I don't know that he really had a choice. I don't know that he had a choice because I guarantee you, had they had access to a premier quarterback, they would have gone after him. Yeah, Caleb Williams would be here if, if, yes. if he wanted to be here. Like, they wouldn't be like, nah, we got this guy. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't have done that. Yeah. It's not like he just said, screw the opportunity to bring in Caleb Williams. It's like, we can't get him. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not going to bring in another slightly above middling quarterback to compete with this guy who we probably would run off at that point. And the fact that you couldn't, man, I'm, I, I just went through saying that, yeah, there are other coaches who probably could have increased the talent level here quicker. But at the same time, if you saw Florida State's wide receivers and offensive line yeah, the last two years, who would even consider Florida State? Well, uh, correct. I mean, the, they, they're, getting the, they're getting the younger guys. Yeah, they're getting the younger guys who are – you know, hoping that it's fixed by twenty three or twenty four. Yeah, and it, it and it, I think you're going to see signs of it this year. Well, it's an important year for Ron Dugans in this receiving core. It was an important year last year, and he failed. And I would have fired him, uh, but they couldn't get who they wanted to bring in. We all love Ron. This isn't personal, uh, but but he's got to do. They they got to be better. They got to be a lot better. I mean, it's already tough that you kind of come into this season. With, with the group that you have. It's not an elite group at all. Um, yeah, the hope is that those three things happening simultaneously, you've gotten better wide receivers through transfer, you've gotten a couple of better offensive linemen through transfer, plus guys have gotten older, and then you've, you've got several offensive linemen going back to Gibbons last year, and then Jordan developing yeah. over time, that those three things together – makes you a much different offense maybe than what we've seen the last couple of years. Well, let's hope. Yeah, and Micah Pittman is a, yeah. a, a real plus addition. Uh, he yeah. was so much better than I would have given him credit for when he arrived. I didn't think that that guy with that stature was going to come in here and kind of wow me the way that he did in spring, but he did. He wowed me. I thought he was great every day we were out yeah. there. Since you're making declarations today, you already said that Tatum Bethune's not going to be the next Derek Brooks or Marvin, Marvin Jones. Jones yeah. yeah, that's a safe guess. Since you already said that, yeah. what's our over-under? All right, I'm, I'm setting the number. Okay. Johnny Wilson catches. This should be a Facebook um, question. 25 catches over. for 
480 yards. Johnny four, Johnny Wilson over 480 yards receiving? 25 catches, 480 yards. I'll go over 25 catches and under 480 really? yards. Yeah, i go over too. I, and I think I'd go under the, yeah, the yardage. Because yeah, yeah. Pittman's going to have 1,600. There's not that many <laughs> yards to get after that. Yeah, 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 but if you got Johnny Wilson catching over 25 passes, it's yeah. not a bust. And you've no, been yeah, so down it's been, and there's going to be six I mean, touchdowns. Can he catch 25 passes? Hey, that's what I asked Quite you. I didn't, say, I didn't say he can have 25 well, targets. I I, said now I'm guessing what catches. the volume is. How many times does he get the opportunity to make a catch? Yeah. So 50. does he get 50 chances yeah. and he catches 25 the of them? I asked he gets you. four a game. You'll get a picture question. I gave you the answer. I gave you more than 25 receptions. I'm just glad to hear it. Well, that is a lot. You've been fading, my guy. That is a lot. It's not that. It's two a game. It's two a game. He can do that. He's he's going to get you two a game. He's going to be thrown out a They'll lot of third downs. My point is though, he his catches will be important catches. Yes, yes. Because they're going to be. be third downs. They're going to be red, red zone. zone. Yeah. So he can have an impact, man. And then Micah Pittman. I hope he's and then if somewhere right, right now. Healthy. I hope he's getting angry in front of a jug's gun. I hope he's just sitting there. Uh, a drugs machine. He's just sitting there catching, 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 right. cursing my name. With he's got picture, one in his living pic- room. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're, While he's listening to this show <laughs> going, Jeff Cameron can go to hell. Catch. Yeah. Jeff, yeah I hope that is happening because, damn it, man. Some of the headlines. 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chat TV continues in a moment. Ho, 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 horizons. It took, Bar and grill. It took all the strength I had not to interrupt you, turn <laughs> off your mic, and go home. Do you like how I closed my eyes when I sang? Too? Oh, believe me, that was the best part. <laughs> I didn't look at it, thankfully. It was unbelievable. He looked like like Al Jarreau or something. He's <laughs> <laughs> like Luther Vandross. Well, he was reference. making sure it was there. I want to apologize to Horizon Sports Bar and Grill. Uh, their delicious food uh, should not be overlooked by Corey's singing. Man, that's a great jingle game. from gang. the restaurant itself. Uh, but Horizons Bar and Grill is where, Ira? Bannerman Crossing. You're damn right it is. Tallahassee, mm. off Thomasville Road and Bannerman Road. It's, uh, man, it's just, it's incredible food, incredible people, incredible beers. It's spirits. where we are a lot. We're, hey, before a, the end of the group. week, fellas, uh, any week, like you could be listening to this six weeks from yeah. now, let's let's all get together at Horizons Bar and Grill. We're there a lot. We really are. So if you want to see this in person, this trio <laughs> in person. Never mind the food. You get to see the three of us. But yeah, the food and the, the drinks, the the patio, it's all good, man. It's all working. If it's you, all working at And Horizons. if you sing the theme song, they'll give you some free food, I think. I think you get, the bill is paid for if you sing the song. But with, you have to sing it like I do. With, and tell them Corey's thing. With a bar tab. Yes, it's amazing. Correct. It's incredible. It, it just incredible. keeps growing. They're yes. so kind. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. And away we go. Let's get back to questions. What's up, Jeff, Ian, and Showtime? Mm. <laughs> if you could make it happen... Do you want OU to lose before the WCWS, or are you hoping for the rematch in the championship round? No, I want them to lose. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Somebody yeah, else take care of them. Yeah, because Oklahoma's really good, although they did just lose to Oklahoma State. They did, but the problem is, it's yes, they are very good, but it's not a neutral site. I mean, that is no, a that is a that's twelve ten thousand. It's the biggest softball crowd maybe in the world. Our girls aren't flustered by any Oh, I know. Yeah, they beat them last year, that, but, but still. I, yeah, but they're really good. I mean, it's ridiculous. If you're playing, they've, they've literally, I mean, Lonnie Alameda has recruited an unbelievably level, unbelievable level, but like when we when I was out there last year at the Women's World Series, which you guys should do, put it on your bucket list, Jeff and Corey. To go to the Women's College go World out Series? To the, it's pretty cool. It's actually really cool. I'm sure it is. Um, but you also, when I was there, not only looking at the team they had last year, which won the national championship, beating Florida State. But they, they had just signed like the best recruiting. 12 of the top 15 yeah. players I mean, in the country. That's what they do. Yeah, that's the best college softball 
program in America. And, and if you're going to win a national championship again, uh, you're going to have to probably go through them. I think Florida State's capable. Yeah. Uh, it would be an upset, though. That's how good Oklahoma right. is. Yeah, it, would, would, it, it would be an upset. It would be awesome to beat them on their field for the World Series. That cool was in reven- Avenge last year, but you'd rather not play them. Correct. Uh, speaking of which, guys, we get a lot of softball questions, so here you go. Is this softball team in real trouble if, when, Sander Cock isn't pitching? The depth there looks a little shaky to me. Uh, now, you can talk about Daniel Watson being uh, on the All-ACC team and all that. It does take a drop-off. Uh, what would you, say? Sure. would you say? Would you say trouble is the right word? Just like any of the, I mean, just like any team, really. I mean, they all have like that one. I mean, Oklahoma might have more than one, but usually there's a pretty significant drop off between between that number one and the number two. She's good though. Uh, Watson's good for yeah, a number two. Um, but yeah, none of them pitched well necessarily, other than Sandercock in the uh, right. in the AC. They gave tournament. up a lot of runs. Yeah, they gave up a lot of home runs too. Yeah. Now that's a weird park because it's small and the yeah. ball carries there for some reason. But uh, yeah, that was a little concerning. We'll see what they. I I think she's good enough though that you give the in softball is different like you're not trying to save arms because there are you know they can be fatigued but you're not it's, it's more about yeah, you're not endangering them it's more about conditioning and yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's it also is. a different look yeah. like Watson throws harder than Sander Cox so maybe you give them a look at her for four innings then bring in bring in her Mark writes I sense a growing belief that the lack of momentum on the trail has ratcheted up pressure on Norvell to win big now as in at least eight wins in 2022 is this just the offseason talking or is that really the bar for him to be here in 2024 I think uh, that's Jeff Cameron talking no, uh, yeah that's what I'm it not, sounds like and yeah. you're you're not the only person to say that yeah. but you have the big microphone in Tallahassee yeah and I said it early on right. too I, I, I that created a little bit of pushback. Uh, and I've, I've stood by what I said. I'm not going to waver there. I've been wrong before, and I would tell you if I've started to kind of lean towards being wrong, I'd say that. I, I don't think I'm wrong here. I, he's got to have a good season. And Well, there is, is a chance is, he could be 7-5 and five next this year coming up, and then next year go nine, get 9 or 10 wins, and then he's fine. Yeah, you, did, you didn't say if right. he wins 7 games against this schedule, that's a – that's he's the end of the road. Right. You're saying probably under six or six oh, or under. Six or under, he's in trouble. Right. And I'm not sure seven is going to exactly stir the pot. In but the, the way next year he would did. stir. He's still not fired, and if he goes well, out and has a good year, he's fine. But yeah, that's but never been she, his point that he would get fired. His right. point was it would affect him in recruiting and everything else. Right. My point is long term, you're not bringing in Corey the kind of difference makers you would need to bring in on the heels of two losing seasons followed by a seven and five. No, season. I'm saying the you tw- are not, I don't think 2022. But those recruit the 2023 recruits aren't impacting that season anyway. I'm saying well, if you uh, if you can build and have a nice 2023 season, I think after, we think I think we think Travis Hunter would have made a difference. I think we think that there are players that you could bring in. And Travis Hunter might us. be here in 2023, I'm buddy. Saying, buddy, there are guys that can make an immediate impact on sure, your team that you're capable of losing. I don't think it's necessarily he goes six and six. No chance he's here in 2024 because 2023 will happen. No, I, yeah, Will I, Muschamp saved his job. He right. shouldn't have. But he saved a job right. with a good year. I mean, that's, we're having different discussions. Right. Yeah, and it does. It, yeah, it, it, it plus his it rising would, spear like matters more than wins. It anyway. would hamper his long term prospects. Yes, he's not a good year. Yes. But but on the flip side, what I would say the the positive to this conversation is, if they do win seven or eight games, maybe certainly eight. Yes, or something crazy like nine yeah, oh, wins. Good, good God, they do feel like they're in position with some pretty marquee players that that next class, it, it could be a huge class for this team. And it would need to be. You'd right. feel like you were finally out from under this cloud of despair if you were able <laughs> to somehow get to a play. If you won nine games this year, that'd be kind of a minor miracle. We'd be very fired up. Oh, we'd, we'd be, be very we'd be, fired up. We'd be doing, we'd be doing goes, a week of shows at the bowl 
destination. Man, if, we, if they go nine and three, gentlemen, I say we go. I'm uh, shirtless for at least. I say we two do up. some shows drinking on the road, like we yeah. go somewhere and we just party for for a nine and three season. Like dirty though, not like oh, Amelia no, Island. Yeah, like get down. Oh, like dirty. Tampa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We go to Mons. Can we <laughs> do shows for Mons? CD I don't want to be in Mons. I can go to a, a hole in the wall bar. We can go to Ebor City. Hey, do it up big. Uh, yeah, we'll go to Ebor. We'll go to Ebor. Uh, Maybe little dueling pianos. There's a couple nice bars in. in I looked it up, by the way. Oklahoma has uh, three of the top 25 players in the country coming this year. Not crazy. And UCLA and LSU actually have LSU has more. They have four, and UCLA has three. So okay, they didn't. Cry. Florida All State right. has zero. Here we go. It's a little concerning. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, well, speaking of concerning, Jason is addressing a point I've made. Jeff has mentioned Coach Hamilton's age a few times recently. But now I'm getting accused of ageism, guys. Here, Here it you've, is. you've been here before. I, I, <laughs> It's not your first rodeo here. (laughs) That's well done, Corey. You got me, buddy. Um, Jeff has mentioned Coach Hamilton's age a few times recently, but aren't he and Stan Jones the same age? What if Coach Jones decides to retire sooner than Ham? Nobody cares. Are they a package deal, or would Ham try to go without Stan at least one season? Well, I'm being honest. I mean, I love Coach Jones. Get along with him just fine. I'm not trying to personally attack him. But if Stan Jones decided to walk and everybody's not like, oh, God, what are we going to do? They are with what they've lost up to this point. I think that the the larger issue that I keep bringing up has kind of less to do with age, although it does matter, and that they've lost some very, very valuable assistance both when it comes to game planning, but more importantly, recruiting, and then they've been, I think, probably will be crippled to some extent with the way that NIL is now, and I really don't have a lot of faith that this program is going to get back to where they were when they got screwed out of a chance to win a national championship uh, by COVID. That team and that program had reached a zenith. We didn't know it at the time, but I really think that they had. And I don't think we're going back there, man. I think that the writing is on the wall is all I'm saying. The writing is on the wall that they're not going to get back to that. And it's hard to refute that. Yeah, well, I'm not trying to refute it. I do think there's two separate issues. I think in the short term, which is the tail end of Leonard Hamilton's career, Correct. they're still a good team. They're still going to be a good team this year. They're still going to be a good program this season yeah if they don't have the crazy injuries they probably are a tournament team is like a nine seed i mean they were they were crushed by injuries they're probably a nine or a ten seed last year and so i think between the moves they've got and the may the may they have made and what they've got coming back i think they'll be a tournament team this year i don't know does leonard hamilton have two more years i don't know and then at that point yeah it's tough to recruit that way you have you've you've elevated the program to a point where maybe you bring in a coach who can make that happen in the that NIL is the space. Hope. That is the hope that his successes, of which there are a number to point to, has elevated this program to a place where they can then now bring in a guy that does help you in that in that realm. But I, you know, I, I'm pessimistic. I, there's no other way to say it. I'm very pessimistic, not for the sake of being pessimistic. I just I see all the signs of where college basketball is going now. Joel Davis is spending 100 bucks to call you out. Well, I love Joel, so I didn't have the stream yard up here. Let's put Jeff needs counseling to deal with his pessimism. No, I no, I'm a realist. I'm pragmatic. I'm telling you, I, that situation's not good. I'll tell you something else, though. I care if Stan Jones retires. I don't want him to retire. So do I, Jeff. Oh, here so we go. I mean, that's here ridiculous. we go. It's so easy. I mean, I love that guy. Easy. What he's done for the program, and he. I mean, Stan Jones seems like someone that loves his job. Like, I don't see him I, stepping down. No, nobody said anything about why, why, why did you say he said he's old and doesn't care anymore. But yeah. mailing it in. What yeah, do he's I been care? mailing it in for yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I just think what you're saying is valid, man. It, two years ago, nobody could have been more excited about where this basketball program was and what the future yeah. even held 
And at this point, you're like, oh, okay. I'm saddened. Yeah. I'm yeah. saddened by what's See transpired. See that window closed. I, I feel like they got absolutely screwed. It breaks my heart. I really believe, not just hyperbole, I really believe they were a Final Four team that year with the possibility, because if you're a Final Four team, you do have the possibility. Well, they were going to be a two seed. They could have won the national championship. Yeah. They really could have. They would have won those first two games in Florida. They would have easily cruised to the Sweet 16. And I think they were equipped when you look at the balance, the depth – Man, I get madder the more I talk about it. Well, you had you had two NBA, you well three, I guess NBA athlete like Patrick Williams and Devin Vassell. I mean, those were guys that, that you just don't find those guys. And you have an yeah. all time point guard. You have a point guard, an all time point. You have a shooter in the NBA. MJ Walker made shots, big time clutch shots. You had him. You had Vassell at the end of games. No, they were a great team. Trent Period. Forrest, when the game is on the line, is going to make a play in the paint to win you a game. To get if to you the free get throw it close. line was tough. Raekwon Gray was like the eighth player on that team. Yeah, and think about it. all he had to do was wait around and kick out and hit jumpers because. Yeah. Was, but he did more than that. But that's I mean they didn't need him to become they had the size. Guy. They were tough. They were uh, physical. They had it all, man. They I'm had every. They had shot makers at the end of games, and they had an unbelievable defensive presence in Patrick Williams. They could play one through five. And he was getting better every and time Devin you saw Vassell him play. Too. Yeah. Every time you saw him play, he was getting better and better and better. And it's it's to a place now where you know, okay, look, we Thanks didn't a lot, know. Wuhan. <laughs> yeah, we I didn't. Mean, know, yep, we didn't know <laughs> that uh, that that it was going to end this way, but it did. And now I don't see them getting back to that. It depresses me, and that's where age does come into play. Where you're at the end of your career, and what it's going to take to fight off some of the things going against Florida State basketball now. I don't know that Ham at 74 has that in him. I mean, I would. It's hard to underestimate. I will say this. Hamilton. Yeah, I was going to say people. People have taken a lot of L's over the last 50 years underestimating Leonard Hamilton. I agree with and that. He knows his window's closing, and he knows he wants to go out the way he wants to go out. But it may not. So I'm not matter. betting against them, buddy. I would have liked a better recruiting class this year. Yeah, they got six kids. Oh, I think none of them are in the top 50. And this is a class. This is a team that's been steadily bringing in top 10, top 15 kids, and that's what concerns me. But we'll see what this next class has. Marlon writes, "Good day, gents. While vacation in Texas these past two weeks, it's clear we have never will never have the money these Texas schools have, or that Bama or Georgia has. How will we?" ever get back on top uh, if they come into Florida and continue to pick off our talent. I'm becoming afraid. Yeah, well, this is this is a sentiment, I think, shared by a lot of people. You have to hope for some changes in college football. But Florida State is, is still a program with immense cachet. And if they turn around and become successful, that cachet usually does translate pretty quickly. I mean, we see over the ages where perennial powerhouse programs that hit hard times, when they get the right guy, turn it around quickly. Uh, I go all the way back to Bob Stoops when he arrived at OU, fresh off of Blake, and those careers that were awful were 3-9, and 3-8 and eight were the reality of those seasons. And then in a short time, much to the chagrin of Florida State, they win a national championship because he was able to cash in on the, the rich history of that program. That's true really everywhere. All of the programs that have been um, elite over a long period of time, they've all gone through periods of being really down. All of them have had opportunities with the right guy to turn it back around and did. Now, it is a different landscape, and I get we can continue to talk about this, but that history suggests Florida State will be great again at some point. Yeah, and I mean, look, the two things that they have going for them, one is certainly yeah. the talent base, but another one is there's a commitment. There is a desire by people. You, you know, you can have the best coach in the world at a Wake Forest. You can have the best coach. Right, in, you're in not the, winning. And, and, the, and there's no passion. You know, like – 
it's it's I was talking to somebody at this at the ACC meetings about how the most frustrating thing about them losing at Snuggy Hill is that nobody in the stands even cares. Yeah, they're walking out with the game still going on. Yeah. And they're just they're, <laughs> they're like, just, what are we going to eat for dinner? They've got one past of the, the cheese. They've got maybe the best story in college football. Wake Forest went in ten games with one of the top two or three offenses in the country, and they don't care. Yeah, they don't. They so Forest State cares. The fan base cares. The boosters care. The school cares. And you're in a great talent rich area. Yes, it can get it can get back there. Uh Ryan writes, is Span a bust or is there hope for him? And we're talking about bust before yeah. the guy gets in a game. He, he he no, there's hope for him. His athleticism is exceptional. Yeah. That's why they took the risk on He's him. He's so that, new to the position. Yeah, He's been yeah. playing wide receiver for a minute. And there's ten guys in front of him. Like it's tough it's gonna be tough for him to get on the field initially. But with that size and speed, he's got a real chance if he can develop yeah when you see him running mm-hmm. yo you get excited he's, he's, he's an athlete he's, he's a freakish athlete different I, than anything else you have out there i believe that they'll find a couple of packages even if it's just the quick game get him the ball quickly and you've got a couple blockers in front of him let's just see if he can outrun everybody you know make a guy miss um he he still has to grow up as a receiver but yeah i mean at this point i think uh that he he's a he's a bit of a project which but, is what uh, they knew when they signed him. yeah yeah they're not they're not they're not under the belief that that guy was going to come in and immediately right. contribute. He's really one of the only guys that they brought in that you kind of realize. I think he's the only one. Right. Really, I think he's the only one they brought yeah. in that, from the spring that I saw that that you're won't like, really that's not going to play. Year. Yeah, yeah. I don't. You know, it's interesting. The only other thing I'll say about that before we break is that I'm not certain, and it doesn't sound like they are either, that Greedy Vance does a lot to help you. I thought he, but he 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 was getting a lot of time in the spring. Yeah, unfortunately, man, they're gonna call that on him every single time. Well, he's yeah. the most handsy guy you know, I've I ever think seen at the position. We talked about the offensive rules and how they're all favored for. The, what if you just out, got rid of pass interference and you're allowed to do it, <laughs> like or treat like rebounding? Like it has to be agreed. Like back in rebounding, rebounding, they're always fidgeting and, and yeah. holding and, and fighting yeah. with each other. You can do that with just like cornerbacks do whatever. Well, I mean, Dion made a career of not only being an unreal athlete and catch-up speed and everything else, but he was as physical a corner as we've ever seen. He put his hands on everybody uh, off the line, and nowadays I wonder if if he'd get away with that. But uh, he's such a strong and big guy, big corner for the time. He put his hands on everybody. He was so fast he could get up on you and press you and play man. You didn't have to give him any help because if you beat him off the line, which is rare, he's going to catch up to you. Well, in other leagues, like remember the Florida-Florida State game when Kelvin Benjamin that year, Florida's DBs oh, were, were manhandling. Threw them to the ground. Yeah, in the yeah. first quarter, first half, they were they were Florida's DBs were so physical, and it was it was starting to frustrate him a little bit. And then he was like, "Oh, okay, this is what we're oh, going to do." Oh, we're playing big boy football yeah. out here today. Because <laughs> yeah. in the ACC, we can't do that, yeah, right? But I'll throw you in. Yeah, the bench. he'd been yeah. ejected from the game if he had done that in the uh, ACC. The, yeah, game. It was the best. The Eureka moment of which you speak cracks me up. I remember being right. there laughing, like, "Oh, he just figured out they're not going to call it." <laughs> yeah, just start picking them up like a little child. It was a classic man's game bitch moment. Yeah. yeah. Some of the headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV continuing in a moment. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy all because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, 
you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Seminole Headlines is brought to you by Register Sausage, serving the Florida Panhandle and Lower Alabama for over 75 years. To find a store near you or to buy directly from Registers, head to registermeats.com. That's registermeats.com. Seminole Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chauffel, and Corey Clark. Figured this would come up, and it has twice, so I'll get to it now. What do you guys think about the Tim Brewster noise that from Central Florida, uh, Noel? Tim Brewster's Twitter account, you mean? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, he made the rounds, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, um, yeah, I mean, I, they do have an opening, uh, at least one opening on the staff when Kenyatta Charlton left. And uh, so they've, they've – but, I mean, there's probably been three or four different people we know of that they've been looking at for the position. It's one of those in-house support staff – um, deals with recruiting also is the NFL liaison. Uh, Ken, uh, Kenyatta Watson went to um, uh, went to Georgia Tech, and so that position's been open. And Brewster seemed to be campaigning for it, but it doesn't sound like that's the way it's going to go. We'll see. Um, there, you know, a lot of these coaches who you know find themselves out of work for one reason or another now they have these analyst or off field roles that they can try to s- slide into. And uh, so, I mean, it's a possibility, but I, I don't. So Tim's trying to slide into the DMs. He's been mm, uh, yeah. he's, he's been outside of the DMs. He's been tweeting a lot about uh, Florida State and how much he enjoyed his time at Florida State. Oh, there you go. That's nice. He never followed me until yesterday. There you go. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. There's the hint everyone needs. <laughs> I cracked him. Oh, hey, Tim. Good to see you. Uh, NYKFSU writes, and this is, a, this is interesting because I think it's part of a theme. And again, illustrates how important this season is. But he writes, with recent recruiting misses and an interest from in-state uh, top talent, especially at running. Oh, excuse me, and interest from top in-state talent, especially at running back, linebacker, and wide receiver. Is Mike feeling more like the guy before the guy that will get us back, or is that just me? So people are apprehensive right now. They feel like we're whiffing in recruiting. They're not real sure uh, that that Mike's doing as well as he should in that regard, to your point and to the previous question. It's about the fourth or fifth one of these types of questions regarding Mike's ability to make a huge impact with the, the difference makers in recruiting. Yeah, I mean, that that's that's a big deal, right? You can't if you, especially the in state guys, if they're not if they're all all these schools from other, out of state are coming to get the, the guys in your state, that's not a great look. No, it's not a good look. Three years in or whatever we're at, two and a half years into what him being here. But, you know, I, that's the that's the one concern I still have about him leading a program. I think he's really changed the culture and done a really good job in everything. I love the way they practice. I love his energy. I love the way his team fought last year. You've got to prove that you can be a big boy recruiter, and that hasn't quite happened yet. But it's also such a different world. And is it married to winning? Well, or is, is it, it married, married to NIL money that you're losing out on because other schools have millions upon millions of dollars more to offer? I don't know. It's such a weird landscape to 
uh, know how, if you're a good recruiter or a bad recruiter. I just know that you're never going to get to where you want to go getting a bunch of three-star kids. You can get to seven and eight wins if you're well coached. And that's and where they, you'll stay. But that's where you'll stay with three-star yeah. kids. I th- but I don't think that's anything new to Mike Norvell. I don't think he. I don't think Mike Norvell right. looks at this job and says, you know what? No, this he, is the talent level I need. I just need to coach him up. No. He would like to get to that point. But so with the fans. The fans but, would like him to get to right, that point. Right, and it gets back to that question of could you have hired somebody that could have done it quicker? Maybe. Maybe. If you had invested more money, maybe you could have. Or you could have invested more money and blown it. Um, the bottom line is Florida State had a lot of problems. Those problems were widely known. That probably affected your pool a little bit of candidates. And then, you know, this is who you've got. He's, I think he's done a good job evaluating players. Uh, the things you can say that are positive from a recruiting standpoint are they've evaluated, evaluated really well. Not just the 10 transfers, the 16, uh, 13 freshmen that came in, early enrollees, almost all those guys are players. Now, are they Jalen Ramsey? That level player, no. And then there's a couple guys who might end up being there, Azari Thomas yeah, and, the and, one. and Sam McCall. Um, but for the most part, it's it's a tier below that. Can he get there if they start having success? That's your only hope. Yeah. Um, but it yeah. has to happen. It has to happen, or he'll be mired with eight and nine win seasons, and people will become somewhat indifferent and frustrated. Uh, first, again, their feeling I think is that if they have success this year, they're in position to to raise the level of recruiting. I, I, I've said this before, and without getting you know, bogged down in all of this. I I think there's a couple of staff changes he needs to make in regards to recruiting. I, I believe that. Now, I think winning will help you do that. And this investment that we continue right. to talk about, like Alfred and these guys, plus Rising Spirit and others, they get it. It takes money to do that. I think you're going to have to do that. I, I think he's going to need a little help from a recruiting standpoint. Certainly wouldn't hurt to just go out and win some damn games. Um Bobby writes, I hear Stephanie has a torn ACL. Has Corey commented on that on the show? I don't think I have. Um, she did tear her ACL, but she got good news yesterday. She went to Dr. Thompson, mm-hmm. team team doctor at Florida State, team surgeon, I guess is what you'd call him. Correct. And um, uh, she's not going to need surgery. She did tear her ACL, but he thinks uh, it will probably heal on her own because apparently she did it unknowingly earlier in her life, and it healed on its own. There was, there was uh, evidence that she had torn her ACL already in her life, and it healed on its own, so that we're going to try it again. She's a tough one. Yeah, right? They're walking around with a torn ACL. Well, I, I was there when she did it, and she didn't act. She wasn't tough in the moment. She crumpled <laughs> to the ground like a sack of potatoes into the fetal. Corey yelling at her. No, get I, up, just, get up. I just kept doing my workout. Get yeah. up. I didn't have time for that. Let's go. It's not what Clark – you're embarrassing is, me. Yeah. Honey. Don't, she's not a Clark woman yet, Ira. You yeah, almost said that. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. if she doesn't play through an ACL, <laughs> well, she's never going to be. Well, she's never going to be. Absolutely. I'll have to go see Dr. Thompson. My knee just pops out randomly these days. I'm old. Yeah, it's an old it happens thing, right? all the time, man. I was doing yard work over the weekend, bent down to get something, right knee, popped out. Same knee I've had surgery on before, so it's, it's problematic, probably mm. torn. I'm very tough, though. Clearly. So, like, one of the things. Clearly. You're like a, I'm probably you're like a walking Stephanie. around with a torn ACL You're like right Stephanie. Yeah. You just, like, popped it right back I, in. It pops itself back in if I turn just the right way, and it, you can hear it. It's I don't great. think there's anything in sports that makes me a little more queasy than when dudes, like, separate his shoulder. In, yeah, and just pop it in. And they just, like, oh, okay, we're just going to go in the injury tent for a minute, and yeah. you're going to play more football. Woo. Uh, what are y'all's top college football stadium destinations that you've never been to but would like to go? This is from Casey. He says he wants to go to Army. That's uh, Mikey Stadium, Michi Stadium, however you say that. Yeah, I, I, I want to go there too. He wants to go to Blacksburg, Virginia Tech, wants to go to BYU and Appalachian State. I've been to Appalachian State. Uh, we played at BYU, obviously, and Virginia Tech. I've been to Blacksburg. But I, um, Army's a good one. That's high on my list too. I would say Washington if they're good. 
I've been to the stadium, never seen a game there. I ran down the field. So that would be I've, – I've been to almost all the ones you'd want to go to. Uh, I've never been to Alabama, but I don't uh, know yeah, that I'm missing anything. That's an SEC yeah. school. I'd like to go to the big house. Been I've there. Been, I've been to the big house. Yeah, yep, yep, yeah, that's yep. a good one. That is a good one. It's weird too. It's not as you, impressive as you no, think. No, it's, it's flat and goes way out. <clears throat> yeah, and go it goes up. down. When yeah, you yeah, when not. you drive by it, it almost looks like a high school stadium yeah, because it's, it's down. You, yeah. When you walk in, you go you walk down to your seat. Corey, wouldn't you agree? I think Clemson Stadium is more <clears throat> uh, impressive than Michigan's. In yeah, that, in that it's louder, it's up, it's yeah, intimidating. Michigan's is not. It's cool, but it's not intimidating. Neilan Neilan's cool. Neilan's great. Hard Rock is great. I mean, that's an all timer. That's one of the best. You just soak up the history. The history tradition. and the ambiance of college football. Notre in that Dame place. is a dump. Yeah, um, it's so cool. It's a dump. It's, it's cool, not cool. Man. It's not it cool. Is cool. Yeah, you're living a you're living in the past. Ira. It's a dump. They need to modernize it. People aren't great. City sucks. How crazy was it? The College Football Hall of Fame was in that dump of a town. Dump. Yeah. Now it's in a real town. I don't know if y'all been there, but it's a great city and it's a great place in a yeah, city. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there have got we're not naming. Have you ever wanted to go up into the sticks and see a game at Penn State? I would like yeah, I would like I would to. Too. The whiteout game. They're out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, that that's one I guess. I think Washington, I I think I've been we went to the Rose Bowl. We've seen all oh, the good the Rose ones. Rose Bowl is incredible. I Texas A and M. Go, hey, how about that? You go sway no, with all you, the dudes. You, you don't want to do that. And you got the male cheerleaders you call that and the Cal dog. College out so many times. I know. They may hurt you. You get you to will. see the the cheer the yell leader slapping his hand what's, and doing all the weird yells. What is what's sad is you take for granted Doke. And and when Doke is right, I mean it's awesome. And in the, the facade is second oh, to yeah, nine. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean people inside no, I know, but it's just yeah, b- between the facade, the outside, and then yeah. when you get in in the crowd when it's going with Renegade and Osceola and oh, the it's, chop, it's awesome. Uh, but I wonder, like the Rose Bowl, because that was breathtaking. Yeah, but if you if that was your home stadium, would you would it just be the, like okay, oh, so take it for so granted? You, yeah, the three of us really enjoyed it from the standpoint of its tradition, its history, and then of course we didn't Beautiful. have to deal with. Like being in the bowels of the stadium. The stadium is oh, yeah, ancient. Yeah, 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 People yeah. didn't like the way that it's laid right. out because it's old. And seats are small. Everything's. De- but that with the San Gabriel Mountains in the background, yeah. that ba- it, you're never going to beat that. That was truly incredible. Probably and my you're favorite close place. To the, they're close to the field. I mean, it's 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 a nice. I'm, we're not thinking of one. I'm sure there's a couple because there are a couple that when I watch games, I, I think I'd really like to go to a game. I've there. been to Arizona State. I have too for the for that Tennessee game. We lost to Tennessee. Wisconsin, maybe. I don't know. I'd I'm like to go to Madison and see a game there, and the jump around thing would be fun. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like that. All right, R. A. writes. Uh, has anyone with FSU's promotions or marketing ever indicated that they are listening to what fans say about stadium experiences outside of selling alcohol? At least as, at Hauser, they aren't putting up flashing two strikes get loud script on the big screen. <laughs> no, but they can't do that because they've got a picture of Jonas Scalaro five, uh, five stories high with nothing else on it. I went on a five-minute rant on Wake Up War Chan about have you? Is there a bigger waste of space in college athletics than what they do on the Hauser video board? I, I, listen, you know my feelings on Hauser, buddy. No, the vi- the video no, board is big, general, and it's, but I'm talking gonna, about the video you're board. Fuel a future rant that I, you were on. there. I've seen it. Yeah, I'm aware. It's, it doesn't change my life. No, I, it doesn't it, change anybody's life. But yeah. I'm allowed to complain. They have the, uh, they spent a lot of money on that thing. And baseball is such a numbers driven sport. They won't even tell you who's batting for the other team, much less what they've done in the game. Give me a home run number, an RBI number. Nope. You don't need to know. Here's a picture of Jordan Carrion with a bat on his shoulder that and takes up two-thirds of the it's screen. It's huge. Did you say two minutes? Two minutes. This is it, boys. Two minutes. Let's get to this question. Let's you do ready? it. I'm going back over to Facebook. I want to hear Corey rant about the video board. Video board. Well, I, I share his sentiments there, but I've railed against that whole situation for a long <laughs> right. time. You're done with it. Yeah. Uh, 
in your opinion, do you think that FSU's president is focused on getting us out of the ACC? Do you think that the university brass is in full support on this issue, or would they be divided? Man, if they could, they I mean there would be a strong desire I was say, to get out. I think most people want out, but you there, can't just you get it's out. like Norvell, he's interested in five star recruits. Yeah, right. Yeah, he'd he like doesn't to get he doesn't a, want to keep rolling with the three stars. <laughs> there's a thing called the grant of rights that's in place till twenty thirty six that's a problem. But yes, they they, they would in a heartbeat they would it, well, it, they wouldn't just get out to get out. They'd get out for the SEC. They'd get out for the damn money. No, I'm saying yeah. they would get out for the SEC. They wouldn't Well, and that's yeah, and that's the reality. Don't I mean, go to the Big Twelve. And that you know, look, and, the, and that was the thing when the when the last time it was all up in the air, I'd like to ten go to years the Big ago, ten guys, just just let you know, I would. When it was all up in the air ten years ago, that was the the SEC wasn't going to take. They weren't inviting Florida State, no, but they so could your option now. might they have been the Big Twelve. Rules to do it now. No, I agree, and that's the thing. The the there you wouldn't get locked out. You could it, tell Florida to pound sand. It, we're bringing it, them in if it were to happen again. But now you got this pesky grant of rights thing. That's only until twenty. You know, it's so funny. We're so influenced by like the Sopranos and mob culture and stuff. Corey, I completely agree with you. This thought of like, well, who do we have to off so that we can get out of the ACC? I was like, first thought. (laughs) Yeah, it's like one of my first thoughts. Like, who do we have to take care of so that we can get out of the ACC? It's so sad. Two or three, whatever. Whatever we got to do. You know, we've reached a level of desperation commiserate to wanting to off people. (laughs) That would have been like the two days before the ACC meetings. Like there's reports of like conference commissioners being whacked. Whacked. You're like, what's going on we, here? We go oh, to the, Florida State's on the prowl. We go to Amelia yeah. Island, and Jim Phillips is just yeah. sitting there smoking a cigar when it's, he meets the media. It's yeah. Jimmy from Goodfellas. Take that jacket <laughs> off for Corey and Ira. I'm Jeff. Thank you, Matthew. Thanks to all of you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Be well, everybody. 